to another episode of How Do You Do? So good to be here again with you, Samantha. Thank you, Yael. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm so excited because today, instead of it just being us talking, although that is always amazing in and of itself, we have a special guest. Yes. Um, who is a new friend of yours and I feel like is about to become a new friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yes. She's your type. I mean, obvs. I, mean, I, f- yeah. I feel like... Jews, especially Jews who bake, like if there's um, like a Venn diagram of people who I'm just like calling into my life, I'm like, Jew, bake, yes, like be here with me. But also, you know, every friend of mine is a friend of yours. I'm and happy to share. Vice versa. I love sharing. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a lie. I feel like we talked about this on a previous episode where I'm like, when I'll make a connection between two people and then, like, they develop a separate friendship and don't include me in oh, it. Oh, I'm not okay with you just being friends with Megan. Oh, I'm okay with all three of us. <laughs> okay, as long as we're on the same page, because for a minute I was like, God, I'm the most petty. Like, I recently found out that, like, two people who met at my house, like, they got a theater package subscription together. And I'm like, I'm still sitting here of, like, I don't have a theater package subscription. Right? That's cheating. Exactly. And thankfully, like... <laughs> It's 2020, so payback. They were never able to go. Um, Oh, my God. That's called karma. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, so good person that I'm coming off as here. Before we jump into our interview with Megan, um, we want to remind everyone um, who's listening, please subscribe um, so you never miss an episode of How Do You Jew? Um, Of course, we also hope that you will rate and review us, five-star ratings, um, and find us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at HowDoYouJewPod. Check out our website, HowDoYouJewPod.com, and email us at HowDoYouJewPod at gmail.com. Yeah, and I'm super excited to jump into this interview with her. It's it's going to be amazing. (laughs) So I'm very excited to introduce our guest for today. Her name is Megan Hannon. And I hope I did not mess that name up. <laughs> that, but that happens to you all the time, I'm sure. So it's really just payback for America. Yes. <laughs> for everyone who ever messed up my name. I know. It's okay. I have lots of N's in my name. So it's like Megan and 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 so it's okay. <laughs> so Megan is a holla baker, um, also a ballet teacher, and a kindergarten teacher. A toddler teacher. A toddler teacher. I'm sorry. A toddler teacher. Um, right I'm here. qualified to teach kindergarten. You're what? I said I'm qualified to teach kindergarten. So that's but... basically the same thing as actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you can say I'm just an early childhood educator. Perfect. Oh my gosh. So she put it, teacher, she put it in like the professional words. So teacher of all kinds and baker. Like, just like just like up to third grade. I can't teach anything higher than that. Okay. Well, we're past that, so Yeah. But hopefully you'll still talk to us. I mean it of depends. Course. If you wanted to teach me math, it's probably actually best that an early childhood educator be the person who's dealing with me. This weekend I actually did have a debate about like counting to 10. It was very involved to say the least. Um, but I'm really glad that you're here um, with uh, affinity for young children. Thank you. So I do want to just finish introducing you after we continue talking on and on about what you do. Um, so you are um, a new best friend of mine. <laughs> and listeners, when she says new best friend, this is like very intimate friendship. As far as I'm aware, <laughs> Megan and Yael, you guys met like 
two weeks ago. We, we met over Hanukkah. Yeah, but like yeah. they met via Instagram. And I saw in the last like 24 hours in their stories, they went to Costco together. And I said this to Megan before we started recording. My husband and I have never gone to Costco together. We are not that close. Yeah, we have a very intimate relationship now. We, we go Costco together. So thank you we for do. allowing me to like jump in and be part of the convo because like this is a deep love. Is, is it like, it is. is there a secret society of challah bakers that I'm just unaware of as a challah eater? Mm-hmm. Now there is. Um, now there, there is. There is. There is on Instagram. The Instagram challah community is amazing. It is. And you I both actually, have great Insta game. Yeah, we, I do. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love it. Yes. Um, Own it. Megan, is there yeah. anything about you that we missed in their introduction? I'm also an artist. Oh, Ooh. that is true. Actually, fun fact about Megan, she designed her own stickers and like logo. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's amazing. We were just talking about Yael stickers. She's <laughs> really, she's really good. She's a good artist. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. good one. That that makes I'm it. A, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty pretty modest. If you can say that about yourself, that means you're good. You should. Absolutely. (laughs) Own that. I love it. All right. So in addition to being a ballet teacher, an artist, Mm -hmm. an early childhood educator, and a baker, I want to know all... And Yael's new best friend. Um, I also want to know literally everything else. So can you tell us, me, the listeners, um, what's your Jewish story? How... How did growing up, how did who you are um, shape to how you got to be this uh, Jewish jack of all trades today? Yeah, so I grew up in Cleveland. I'm born and raised. Um, I grew up in Beechwood. I went to Temple Emanuel. And my family was like reform conservatives. So, I mean, it was just like, I don't know, I went to... Hebrew school at a very young age. I went to a Jewish, like, I grew up in Beechwood, so Beechwood is very Jewish. And, um, yeah, I really graduated high school <laughs> from Temple Emanuel. So, like, being Jewish was, like, in my life all the time. And then in high school, I went on the March of the Living Oh, wow. Because I was studying the Holocaust. So I went with the New Jersey group. And um, I don't know. I think that question is who I am as a Jew has always been a question that my rabbi would ask us at Hebrew school like every Sunday. Like, who are you as a Jew? And I have been raised in such a way like being reform and then moving to New York. Um, I really found myself as a Jewish person as an adult. So being who I am and like learning how to survive and try to find my community was really inspirational. So I would say all my experiences have made me who I am today. And my husband is not Jewish. Oh, we're all for that. So it's fine. Being married. <laughs> my, my boyfriend is oh, not I Jewish. Oh, I know. My family, was, my family was not, though. Well, they there are like parts, my relationship I, with my husband. I understand that there are parts of my family that, that are not either. Um, and some that just don't know. But, and, you know, ignorance is bliss. So. Yeah, it really, it really is. Because, I mean, my family kind of 
was really upset. And then when I moved home to Cleveland to get married, my synagogue wouldn't let us get married there. Wow. That's so, so hard to have like a Jewish space that it sounds like you had or have, I don't know, kind of where you're at right now, mm -hmm. such an affinity for and was so shaping of how you grew up to not mm -hmm. embrace like the Jewish self you've become as an adult is I, I imagine such a painful experience. Yeah, I mean, I, when living in New York, I was able to just kind of be myself and like teach in Hebrew schools and find places where I fit in. And then, you know, I found a really great reconstructionist synagogue and I really found myself and they liked Pat and everything was beautiful. And then we moved back to Cleveland and it was definitely pretty turbulent. Well, this is also why, this is part of the reason we started the podcast, and that's also the reason it's called How Do You Jew, is because we do believe that there are so many different ways to connect Judaism, and that everyone does it in their own way and on their mm -hmm. own terms, and that there is no one way to be Jewish. There and, definitely isn't, no. Yeah, and so, and so you're, you're in good company here. Yeah, that's no. good. That's really good. Um, because when I was raised, I, my mom and my family made it look like it was only one way. And when my parent, when my grandparents' parents moved here from Europe before World War II, they were like Orthodox. Mm -hmm. And then they all lived under the same roof in Shaker Heights. And throughout the generations, they became Reformed. And Cleveland, when I was growing up, was like very conservative mindset. So there was only like, I felt like one way to do. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm home, like I belong to a reform synagogue. I belong to Kolami Suburban mm -hmm. Temple. And they welcomed me and Pat with open arms. And I love Rabbi Van and... Uh, Shana Langer. I can't pronounce her name anyway. But anyways, we joined the synagogue and every, and I work at the JCC. I feel like my community here has definitely become my own. That's beautiful. I love that, that you were able to, again, find your own path and take ownership of it and, and rebuild that community, even if it looks different. Yeah, I think last year my motto was to find a community. And what a year for that to have been your motto. I know. And then the year before- we're stuck at home, let's find a community. <laughs> yeah, 2019 um, at our Hebrew school at Kolami, we did, um, the theme was Hineni. And like, that was a big year for me too, because I was like, here I am, like in a new space, new congregation, like it was mind blowing. Okay, now you understand why why it was love at first sight between me and her. <laughs> I'm very excited for both of That's you. That's why. Look at I'm her. really She's obsessed. Amazing. I'm really obsessed with y'all, so I'm glad the feeling is mutual. <laughs> My gosh, this like, is just like endorsements like get, back and forth. I, I love like it. I feel like I get speechless, like when I'm with her, or I sound like crazy, like a crazy person. Because at Costco, I thought it was Thursday yesterday. I thought oh. it was. I thought it was a different day than it actually is for nine months. She makes so me nervous. <laughs> I don't even know why. Whoa. Is that good though? So can we be friends? I think you can. I think you guys will get to a comfortable place. Like this is those early I'm like crush her. stages where like you're still trying to impress the you're other person. Like, well, I'm scared. Like, no, she's you're trying like to be a impressive. professional. You're like a professional, and like 
your advice like is important to me and i think you're adorable oh this is so cute. Um, okay, so we know and like our listeners know that Yael is a professional baker and just professional awesome person yeah. and all of these things. Pastry chef, please. Pastry chef, I'm pastry so sorry. Chef. I worked hard to get that name. I'm so sorry. And a professional and pastry chef. I've only been doing this for nine months. Okay, so... so Megan, how did you become a challah baker? I, I see you as a professional as well. Yeah. Um, but that's well, a- it's funny because I'm being published by um, reformjudaism.org. Because she's awesome. And, <laughs> and the writer called me professional challah baker. And I was like, maybe expert, but not professional. But thank well, you. I think you've perfected it in the past few months. Yeah that you've I been have. working and you're and you're still learning and like who who's to say who's a professional holla baker if not you it's true you. that's true yeah hollas are like perfectly braided they're like amazing yeah but yeah Elle has also been doing this for almost nine I years know, now i know i just want to be like you <laughs> wow wait okay i love all of this thank you for loving each other megan go back how did you get into yeah. holla baking yeah. like what's your holla so, journey how did I come to making challah? Yep. So nine months ago when the pandemic started and we closed school in March, so we do Shabbat every Friday at school and we get challah, I think from bagel shop. And I was kind of freaking out because I was supposed to lead Shabbat for my class and I didn't have a challah. So I'm a very MacGyver do-it-yourself person. Love it. So I looked up a recipe online and if you ever meet my husband he will tell you that i am not a good cook um how dare he no it's totally okay because he's Uh, cooked for us for like years like the kitchen was his domain well baking Um, baking and cooking is they're very different that's they're so different but i'm good at warming stuff up and i'm just not always good at following direction warming stuff up is its own skill set like i'm not good at that yeah so he was very surprised at how well the challah came out. He was like, you make magic. Oh, that's so sweet. And <laughs> yeah, so I started making challah for my class and for families who wanted challah. And I started doing it for like every Shabbat for our class. That's and for adorable. <laughs> and I would deliver them. And I was like, I wonder, like, I think this was like maybe three weeks or a month into doing it. I was like driving down Van Aken and I was like, I wonder if I can sell this. And I love taking pictures of food. I always have taken pictures of my plate eaten in New York or like whatever I thought looked appetizing, <laughs> which was a lot, which annoys Pat because he'll be like, can we eat now? I'm like, no, I have to take a good picture. <laughs> It's all about the gram. Um, it is. Well, you're not alone. There's a whole community that does that. <laughs> exactly. So I was driving down Van Aken, and I was like, I wonder if I can sell this. So I did what I know best. I took a picture of my challah and posted it on the gram. <laughs> There's nothing better than Instagram. Oh, my for, gosh. For public, publicizing. No. Published, oh, my God. How do you say that? Publicizing. For publicizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm just really good at social media. So 
I just took a, I took a picture, made a post, and people were buying it for $5. And then I started following other hollow bakers on Instagram and started doing what they were doing and took things that I thought were interesting and doing them. So like filling them and learning how to fill them, you know. So I follow a whole bunch of people on Instagram that have been inspira- inspirational for nine months. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I'm so inspired that like by your confidence, I feel like that you're able to say, these are the things that I'm good at. I know that I'm good at it. And I think so many people are either self deprecating or like awkward about owning that. Like you realize you were good at something, you had a skill set that accompanied it. And then like, we're able to make it happen. I love it. Yeah, I think for me, because I've always been a do-it-yourself person, that I think quarantine has really shown, like, I can cut my own hair, I can color my own hair, I cut my husband's hair. Like, I'm adding things to my resume that I didn't know I could do. She's showing off now. I've developed no skills. (laughs) I'm like thinking, um, what have I done during quarantine? The only skill I developed was how to be a potato couch. A couch potato. Hey, a couch potato. <laughs> potato couch. I've watched uh, so much TV. I, I am a potato couch. Me too. I am a size potato couch. <laughs> I actually binge watch stuff when I'm baking. So I just finished Bridgerton. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Can that I is like so good. side note as to why I haven't watched it? Yeah. Okay. My parents use my Netflix account. Um <laughs> and they started watching Bridgerton before me. And they can't figure out, hi, mom and dad. Um, They can't figure out, like, if two different people are watching the same show at different paces. Like, they don't remember which part they're up to. Why don't they have their own account on your account? Yeah. Because my account is actually my father-in-law's account that I have my own account on. Oh, so you're, like, the fifth one already? Yeah, I'm already the fifth one. So my whole family, my sister uses mine, my parents use mine. It's actually, like... A really special bonding experience because I can go in. I and think be like, it's horrible because you don't know when you, where you end it. Yeah, I share my account with my. I would not share my, my account with anyone. Okay, my all mom- the <laughs> share one account. How dare <laughs> you? I have. Yeah, Netflix, I share my account have, with five other Dan, people. Dan has his own account on my Netflix. Oh, I don't share with Noam. Like again, we don't go to Costco together, so like we're not that close. You don't share with your <laughs> husband, but you're willing to share with my entire. Are you? So when I got married, I told Pat whatever. Like, what did I say to him? I said. What's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, because my parents can't figure out, like, because they'll watch an episode, and then if I'm, you know, one ahead or one behind, they can't remember which one they're up to. Like, I can't mm. watch it until they finish. So you're basically just doing mm. the right thing and being a good daughter. Yeah, because I obviously I'm a terrible wife because I don't let no one <laughs> use the account. So I don't let my mom use my account. I mean, she has a user on my account. Cause I'm nice like that. I'm kidding. I use her YouTube TV. But <laughs> we all have something. It's all about she sharing. watched the show sharing by accident and my user. <gasps> yeah. And I got so yeah. mad. I called her. I was like, mom, you need to notice what user you're on. You no. cannot watch it. It's like very intimate. So my parents have also been watching this other show that I don't even remember. I think the technical name of it is Heartland. But yeah, that is so good. Oh, I is watched it because it last summer. Oh, they call it Pony Pals. Yeah. Um, 
And our whole family has figured so out oh, when mom and dad say Pony Pals, they mean Heartland. And like, that's fine. That's um, amazing. And then my it's such sister. such a good show. Well, my sister-in-law like called me and she was just like, I'm at your parents' house and they're asking me to help them find Pony Pals. Like, what are they talking about? And I was like, oh, it's called Heartland. Like, we're fine. That. And she's like, oh, it's on the homepage. Great. Love it. Yeah, that is so funny. Okay. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. know. So I've been making. What? No, so I was just saying, like, that's how I got to making Kala is through my school. I love that. Like, that's like a Miss Frizzle level of dedication, which yeah. is the highest compliment I can give a fellow educator. She's an awesome, she's an awesome yeah. toddler teacher. There we go. <laughs> Aw, thanks. Yeah, I wish my, 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 my teacher made me holla. Me too. I know. Well, you make me holla, so I'm good. And then the best thing was, was that I was babysitting a kid from my class. So they were giving me instructions on like how the dough tasted and like what I should do. The kid? Kids give so the I best mean, feedback yeah. because they have no shame. It's actually lovely. So so they were like, can you make a chocolate one? And they would like dissect it when they would eat it. They were like, this is a chocolate cave. This is amazing. Can you put sprinkles in it? Can you put sprinkles in the dough? Can so you I have put sprinkles in the dough? Yes. Okay, cool. Just checking. Like, as so someone at the So it was just a level. lot of fun to, like, make it and have them eat it. And I took pictures of them eating it. And it was just so much fun. So part of what interests me about challah in particular, I feel like it's, in my mind, again, as the non-baker of the bunch, um, I've made challah twice in the last nine months. Um, it feels different than making any other kind of bread. Like, either because of this you know, the Jewish ritual of taking challah um, and saying blessings um, for people while you do it. It feels like a very spiritual thing to me, more so, no offense to all of our fellow millennials out there, than like the sourdough people mm -hmm, um, for that sure. have emerged in the last year. Can you speak at all like specifically about like making challah and if that connects you like Jewishly oh, beyond for just your classroom? Sure. For sure. So my husband and I were on a fertility journey. I mean, we still kind of are, but um, I have cried so many times making kala just for like different reasons. Um, fertility or, you know, for friends who need healing or, I mean, it's just become a part of my life. I do this every Friday, I do this every week. I was gonna say every Friday, but I bake four days out of the week, so. Wow. Um, it's just like this time where it's like reflection. Sorry, I'm like hearing myself. So I'm like thinking about what I'm going to say. I love what you said. And, and there is, you know, when we do over in Judaism, over two kilos, <laughs> how much is it in pounds? No two idea. kilos. Uh, it's like, it's like, it's four like pounds, four... five cups, more than five cups or okay. five cups or more. So so yeah okay so i when, think so when that yeah <laughs> um whatever you, the equivalent is yeah then you do uh, a frashat chala, which yes. taking chala. that's what it's called yeah. in english okay yeah um and so and so you do say like a lot of you, you say a prayer and usually prayer. it's a time for asking stuff yeah so what you're mm -hmm. saying makes so much sense because making chala is exactly that and you i get emotional when i make chala. I understand what you're right. It feels like yeah. it's almost a therapeutic experience. Um, like yeah, the it's meditative... like a mind body. 
Right. And like, like there's the meditative part of like the actual, just like the process. And I, I love, like, I'll see, um, speaking of, like, you know, social media, like, I'll see people on Facebook on, like, a Friday morning say, you know, I'm making my challah, who needs blessings? And people just yes. pour in with mm-hmm. names. And I, I think that's so beautiful. I know, again, in the rare times that I actually do get it together and make my own, I always, like, am able to just think about what I'm in need of but also just who Mm -hmm. in the world and unfortunately right now there's no shortage of that's so exactly like i have a group of customers who have medical issues Mm -hmm. and it means so much to me that when they ask me for a challah like like they're just like my priority yeah oh that's and especially i think you know when when you speak about a fertility journey and i wish you only blessings and and goodness um coming through it um i think part of the association with challah at least again that i had growing up is like it's a family thing it's a shabbat Mm -hmm. dinner thing so i think also to take ownership and say like this is mine you know exactly where i am now that this is um something that can be either just for you or now that you're sharing with the world is is a really beautiful step to take. Yeah, it's been really nice because I make challah for my husband and I every Friday. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing it for nine months. So we celebrate Shabbat together in our own way. So like sometimes I may not light the candles, but I have the challah. You know, we kind of like piece it together. Yeah. Like my life, like it's like a piecemeal. Like I do all these things that like make up my life. (laughs) that's really sweet um so i have another question for you yes love out of all of your hala flavors do you have a favorite don't don't do that to me (laughs) it's it's the worst question okay i asked you this question during the sufgan yot season she's like they're like my children it's the worst question i like to ask a baker so can i like broaden it into two questions do you have a favorite to bake and do you have a favorite to eat oh my god is that chocolate is my favorite which one chocolate you see, I would answer like something completely different. I'm like a savory. But, okay, but I have like okay, so I have a savory, and I have sweet. So like the savory one, my fa- my favorite one is, is the tomato mozzarella basil with balsamic glaze. What? It sounds like pizza. Can I come over on my way from here? <laughs> I want that. I make it. I make a pizza one too. That one is really. What tasty. that one sounds like a pizza one. That one sounds like a, like a high high quality. But it's like pizza. a caprese. It's like, like a caprese. Ooh, like exa- exactly. Like I would eat that in a salad, but then it's also in a challah. Yeah, uh, it's one of my favorite. Oh wait, wait, wait it's ones. fresh tomatoes. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, so if I were to tell people, I think I need to order that. I was challah. eating salad in the form of challah. Like the calories don't count. <laughs> yeah. That, we were just talking about this last night. It's basically a salad. And you said blessings for people while you made With it. With croutons. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> so that one, like, is really good. Or fig and goat cheese is really good. Oh, oh yeah. I had the fig and goat cheese. Wow. Yeah. With, like, a Himalayan salt on top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Like, that was really... Okay, but, but wait, so your favorite one to eat, though, is the chocolate one? 
chocolate with sprinkles with sprinkles so you're more of a sweet type person yeah always see now i'm feeling like you could have the whole meal of like courses of challah because i'm like that's like my life sometimes i'll have challah like french toast right like dessert like a challah sandwich oh my god like i have i've had to learn how to cut it into like smaller pieces because there's no need i can no i was doing a video recording for a jewish organization and i had to make they asked me to make a chocolate and sprinkle one okay and then while i was doing my edits i was eating it so I ate like half of it. That sounds great. I see no issues with this. And then this. we ate dinner. But then we ate dinner. And then he was, my husband was like, do you want challah for dessert? I was like, do you see how much challah is left? I see no issue with any part of this conversation. So <laughs> clearly I've missed something in the translation here. So Megan, although I can answer this um, question myself. <laughs> all, where all good yes. questions start. <laughs> But um, it's just like all these questions, I like I've been asked them so many times. So mm-hmm. it's really fun interviewing someone else. Well, yeah, you get and... to hear other answers. I like it. Yeah. So, I mean, what's like what's being a Jewish small business like? That's a good question. Owner. That's that's what owner? I was <laughs> a Jewish um, business owner. That's so funny. First of all, I never thought I'd ever have my own business. And now here I am nine months later. Um, I feel like I'm always learning something new every day. If it's making challah or my menu or meeting a new customer, it's just like an everyday thing. So, um, so far, so good. Do you have advice (laughs) for other like either home challah bakers or aspiring challah bakers? Uh, yeah. Basically, I would say if this is something you want to do, like a small business, you have to ask people for help or find people that you can connect with about how to do what you want to do. When you say ask people for help, what do you mean? So like on social media, like follow people that inspire you and like like their photos and comment on them. I mean, I feel like when I started this nine months ago, there were other people that were doing it too. And we were just posting and liking other people's comments and just experimenting. And I don't know, I think it's just about taking a risk. Like, some days I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know how to run a business. Like, I just found the bags that I needed. I found stickers. I don't know. I just, everything is just kind of stuff I research. So I hope this is helpful. I think part of what's, like, been so inspiring for me, especially as you guys have, as I said earlier, fallen in love with each other, is um, (laughs) that, like, as two challah bakers in different spaces and all these different things, like you're sharing each other's posts and like supporting each other. And I've seen, cause I'm, uh, I, I guess what I've spent the pandemic doing is following other people on the internet who are doing cool things. Me too, me too. Um, me but too. like I've seen that with other 
like again, small business owners and home business owners, I feel like it's part of like the taking challah of like sending blessings to others, like this abundance and good vibes of like sharing each other's things and being able to really just like champion and build one another up, I think is really And that's beautiful. like, that's the importance of right now. I have like I've met so many other Cleveland people who are doing things and have their own businesses. So like reaching out and connecting with them that has probably been the most amazing thing about this pandemic. I've met people that I probably wouldn't have met if I didn't do this. I have to say that the most, um, the thing that helps the most when you have your own business, small, large, doesn't matter, is is that support, like supporting others and you will get support as well. Like mm -hmm. as much love, the more love you give out, the more love you get back. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been there's a saying so in Hebrew much. that says, um, it's, well, in Hebrew, it's a geshem no fed kulam, the rain falls on everybody. Mm, and that's yeah. how I always ran my business. Like, it, I will always support other people that are like colleagues mm -hmm. because I do believe that the rain will fall on everybody. And customers, yeah. we will all have customers. Yeah. And that is it's so not, true. exactly, it's not a contest. And if we support mm -mm. each other, then we're both stronger and we're both better and we can teach mm -hmm. each other things. Yeah. Like every time I see something that I that can be helpful for Megan, I pick up the phone, I call her and I say, hey, like I have this and that for you. I have this tip. And like she helped me as well. That's awesome. So, okay, well, so now I'm you. the one who needs help. <laughs> Not in any kind yeah. of business sense. What for both of you are your top tips for someone who's starting just baking in general, baking kala? Like, what should I know? I I found a friend, well, reconnected with a friend from Nifty, who is a professional chef in Montreal. So she saw my post and she was like, hey, can I give you tips? So I feel like being open and willing to learn is the biggest thing to champion on. Awesome. Being a baker. Um, you want actual tips about the yeah, tell me about itself? Absolutely. I mean, in <laughs> Sorry, the last, I don't even like, know if that was helpful. In the last two weeks, like, yeah, El has taught me the phrase proofing. <laughs> that's so, a beginner. Like, that's a very good beginner tip. That's where we're at. Um, that's a I very would good learn, I would learn a little bit about yeast before you start working with it. Cause yeah, there's like as, a difference between using like a packet yeast and fresh yeast. Yes, but also also it's very delicate, so you don't mm -hmm. want to kill it. It's like very easy to kill. Yeah, it. that is so true. <laughs> you can yeah. even bait. You can even like go through the whole process and then realize when you make your dough. Well, I'll, I'll I'll be cutting that so out. So do you feel like <laughs> I, I guess the takeaway that I have, listeners, is that each time Sorry. I try to make my own challah, I should also have one of yours as like backup. Um, as like a just in case challah for like whatever. Her challahs are at. very good. You can call me. <laughs> yeah. You'll call me and I will give you all the tips that I can and I will walk you through the process because I do believe that you can do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you too. <laughs> this is such a good support system. I do have as a cheat last year for Hanukkah, I bought Noam a bread maker. Um, so I do have a bread maker. I'm still very unclear. Like when I bought it, I was in um, Sur La Table and I think the salesperson just hated me so much <laughs> because I came in as my husband asked for a bread maker. 
can you explain to me what the difference is between a bread maker and an oven? And because an oven makes bread. Um, well, oven doesn't make the bread for you. No, but it bakes bread. So she was she was like, well, a bread maker doesn't just make bread. Like you can also make cakes in it. And I was like, but you could also make cakes in an oven. And I wasn't trying to sound mean or like argumentative, but I genuinely didn't understand the difference between a bread maker and an oven. I, I'm almost positive a bread maker also makes jams and other stuff. Yeah, so right? does an so. oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, an oven doesn't do it on its own. I don't have a bread maker, don't get me wrong. Neither do I. I'm against that, but um, me too. like my mom has a bread maker or had a bread maker. Well, that was what I didn't understand exactly what you just said. Like. It does it on its own. Yeah. That's all she all needed to say to me. Throw, it's like it's like a combination. If I can if I can explain it the best way I can, it's a combination between an oven and a mixer. It's like they took mm. an oven and a mixer and they combined them together to create a bread maker. So that's, that's all crazy. anyone needed to tell me. But this woman just kept saying like all the things that a bread maker makes. And I was like, but those are all the things an oven makes. Like, and I she just didn't explain she it. She didn't correctly. explain it. And I and someone needs to explain her her job. Well, <laughs> long story short, like I guess it's a good thing that there's been a pandemic in that one instance because I'm like I can never go back to this sur la table because it's like so awkward that I was so mean because I was just like but I don't understand the purpose of this item like well you, she wasn't explaining it well, to you. and I was also just like yeah. I said to her you've sold it like no I'm asked for it I'm buying it no matter what but could you just explain to me why I'm buying this and she had not <laughs> failed maybe she was new maybe yeah, I just don't understand I'm, just, I'm trying I'm trying maybe she didn't know I'm trying to maybe. like I don't, I don't know. Save I'm her. Tra- no, I'm trying to see the good in people. <laughs> no, save. Because I, I, I felt terrible. I was like, I must be asking this question. <laughs> Poor woman. In a really she, dumb way. It was probably way. a really bad day for her. Yeah, because this argumentative lady is this just like, woman what is came bread? in and asked me about a bread maker. What's the difference between that and the oven? I don't know. I'm just selling it. <laughs> All right, well, I, yeah, I feel know. like you guys have given me a really good challenge. And I am going to make challah, not this week because I already bought one from Yael, and <laughs> not next week because I need to try this balsamic glaze from Megan. But in three weeks, I will bake my own challah and I too will post it on Instagram. We can do it all together. We can do it all together. Oh my God. We can do it on, we can do it on Zoom. Yeah, so Megan and I are actually Zooming this week and we're, you know, we have like orders and stuff. We're just going to bake together. Yeah. Wait, I always provide commentary when you bake publicly. I know. So let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm definitely crashing. It's not publicly. It's definitely just us. Okay. Just, I'm definitely crashing us. this party. <laughs> Listeners, if you guys also feel inspired to bake challah um, and tag How Do You Do Pod on Instagram, we will share it out in this, again, spirit of abundance. Like, we'll just be challah everywhere. Yes. And I maybe we can do a challah bake together. Ooh, that even sounds like a better idea. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I'll eat all of it. <laughs> Me too. Are you so still on keto? We, Obviously not, because all I'm trying to do is eat everyone's <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're supposed to be on keto. All right, well, that feels like a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um, okay. It's okay, I gave up on keto like a week after. And I, I, yeah, I, I, committed, I keto fully committed year. to it. I bought a cookbook. No, I was, I was okay. meal planning. A, keto Wait. is not for everybody. I so know. I've done it for four months. Um, I hated it. It's actually a bit like, okay, we don't actually need to keep recording my feelings about keto. <laughs> um, suffice it to say, it has not been as bad as 
I thought it would be. I like no, carbs it's not. too much. It really isn't. Because you know what? There's so many carbs in everything. Yeah. I know. And I like mayo too much. Mayo is not something you can I've eat been missing. I love you can eat mayo. mayo. Oh, I love mayo. I know. It's, I think it's an Israeli thing. I love mayo. Yeah, I, I love enraged. mayo too. Like, the things that I've been craving, though, I was just like, I really miss yogurt. Um, you can't eat yogurt. You can't eat yogurt? You see, this is how committed I was to keto. Didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Neither did I. Exactly. Anyway. So it's okay. Um, okay, so Megan, I do want you to um, let us know where everyone can find you and follow you so uh, they can see your amazing creations on Instagram, on Facebook. Please tell us where we can find you. So you can find me at Hala at Meg on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook page. And that page is called Meg's Hala. And we will link to both of those pages in the show notes. Yes. Um, so everyone awesome. can find you. Megan, thank you so much. This was lovely. This was really My great. pleasure. Thank you. Now I have you. to finish making this Oreo Hala. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to try it tomorrow. I'm super excited. Oh my God, I'm I'll so send excited you for you. Make, well, yeah, making you one for Shabbat. That's what we were doing yesterday at Costco, by the way. We were um, waiting in line for a checkout, and we were talking about how she's going to create this, like, Oreo paste. She's amazing. It's a cookie. It's a cookies and cream. I would love to be online at Costco and hear that conversation. It's a cookies and cream holla, and she is going to rock it. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, good luck with that. So thank you all for listening to another episode of How Do You Jew? Um, we were so excited to have Megan on. And again, we'll link to all of her info in the show notes. Also want to take a minute to remind you how you can find us as well. Um, so please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at How Do You Jew Pod. You can find our website at How Do You Jew um, Email us any thoughts, challah-based feelings at How Do You Jew Pod at gmail.com. And of course, Please, please, please um, rate and review the podcast. We accept five-star ratings. Um, and <laughs> only. <laughs> only. Only. And any other feedback um, you want to share, it really helps other people find the podcast. Yes. And until next time, happy doing.